Well, hey everyone, my name is Bree. Welcome to the Midtown Podcast. I get to be the host for today. I am super excited to be here. I actually work for Midtown, but normally I'm behind the scenes. So excited to to be on the pod. And I have a really awesome guest today, you guys. His name is, drumroll please. Yeah, you guessed it. It's Trevor. Hey, Trev. <laughs> we'll put the drum roll in post. Oh, good. We'll make Jerry do it. Trevor, thank you for being here. Technically, it is your job to be here, <laughs> but I am still grateful for your presence. So, I'm grateful that you would say yes to hosting. I mean, you bribed me with coffee pretty much, so <laughs> yeah. I'm here. All right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can cut that. Nah. Just Let's go. It. We're keeping it. Uh, you look very festive today. Like you've got a sweater on. Thank you've you. Got, yes. But you're wearing sandals, so it's you feel fallish, but also like I European. Just, I don't know. I did. I described my outfit today as a German visiting France. Yeah. Uh, I've got a lot of German. Google that in me. if that doesn't picture up a clear yeah. image for you. I've got the the French uh, blue and white striped sweater. Mm-hmm. Got some joggers on with some Burks. Burks. So I feel yeah. I mean, I could go with socks to really, hey, really hit that German home. Don't hate on Burks' socks. Until I'm not. You've tried it. No, they're amazing. So you also look festive yeah i'm wearing bright red today bright so red really and you hit all the red lights i today. did on the I way just, to work i think that's there's a correlation yeah well i'm never wearing red again so <laughs> <laughs> but really excited for today thank you for being here even though you normally are the host on this i'm excited to be the one to be able to ask you questions and to dive deeper because you just gave a message at midtown this past sunday um all about kind of spiritual formation and specifically how do we change that's kind of the topic for today um so if you're cool with it can we just dive in dive in awesome let's go so first of all this whole concept of how do we change i think it's something that a lot of people have have asked and and struggled with and so how did you first think about this slash how did this message and topic kind of come to you i think well okay it's probably it's like twofold i guess there's the there's the idea of like spiritual transformation and then there's also physical transformation i've been interested in change ever since i've started gaining weight Like I was, uh, you know, we both have an athletic background. You're Mm -hmm. still in it. Um, but I was, I played basketball and then, uh, when like, I don't know, 23 or 24 after I put on a bunch of, of purposeful weight, um, my metabolism changed Mm -hmm. and then it's just been kind of this like struggle to, um, like figure out what a healthy weight is and it would be great if I could just think Here's my ideal weight. I'm going to think myself there. Right. But it just, it doesn't happen. And so I, I've also, I've worked in, in the church and I've been a part of the church for a long, long time. And for years I have heard this idea of becoming Christ-like and wondering how you do that. Because I, again, being being raised in the church, being a PK, pastor's kid, and, and, and knowing all of the things to do, I still struggle to live the way that I want to live and the way that I believe Jesus wants me to live. I've always felt like there was something missing. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to that. I mean, I know I can. Growing up in the church, you hear that and you think, 
okay, so maybe that looks like if I go to church every Sunday morning and I pray, then I will become like Jesus. And I think a lot of people probably heard that message growing up and feel that way. And so then when it doesn't happen, that results in, okay, am I doing something wrong? Am I not a good Christian? Like, what is that? Why is that happening? But but I guess that's why you thought of this. And hopefully you have some really good insight for all of us of really how do we change? And there's there's different kinds of change, right? There's like intentional versus unintentional. Is that kind of something that you've explored as well? Yeah, totally. Uh, well, I'm wondering where we should start. I think, do you want to start with this, with what happened in 2014? Sure. When I was studying business, I was introduced to this idea of an open system of organization, basically. And what it is, is every single organization and also almost every single organism can be boiled down to like four things, four things that it's about. It's about inputs, transformation processes, uh, outputs and a feedback loop. Now, the the open system has those four components. A closed system gets rid of the feedback loop. Right. And closed systems die <laughs> <laughs> because they don't listen to the feedback loop. And so we talked about this like with the idea of evolution. Um, it wasn't Darwin changed his his uh, understanding of evolution. So it wasn't. Well, he his his understanding of it evolved. Nice. See what I did there? Batch. So it's not necessarily the survival of the fittest. It was the survival of the most adaptable. And the idea of adapting is to be able to have a feedback loop, to listen to it, and to make changes so that you don't die. Yeah. So it's cold. Uh, we should probably go somewhere warmer or we should grow some fur yeah. <laughs> or I'm something s- like that. I'm surprised I'm not extinct. I'm not very good with change. <laughs> not very adaptable. Um, I know. Yeah. You even moved climates. You went to somewhere colder. I did. Um, but, you know, this summer helped. It was pretty warm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a little too much. <laughs> okay. So there's that feedback loop. Um, so an open system listens to a feedback loop. I feel like that's understandable. Do I need to clarify any more? So if you take, we t- I don't know, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is a it's great al- example. It's always the one you go to. Yeah. So when you're, when you're learning this or when you're trying to understand your organization, you typically start with your output, uh, which for many organizations is their product or their service. So you decide what that is, um, and hopefully it's valuable. Hopefully it's, but for a lot of product and service now, it's more about like, can we just, can we make money? Anyway, so then, so based off of Chick-fil-A, they get, they make chicken sandwiches and waffle fries and milkshakes. Just start saying stuff. Sweet tea. Salad. Chicken nuggets. Uh, somebody also said this. Um, they provide a service. It's an experience. Totally. So now you go to the inputs. What do they need to make those outputs? Well, you need uh, chicken. It's probably frozen. I don't know. But you need buns. You need potatoes. You need a kitchen. You need people. So you've got all these things. But now it's not just enough to have inputs and turn them to outputs. You actually have to transform those inputs somehow. Yeah. Your employees don't naturally come into this workplace saying, my pleasure, all the time. <laughs> that is something that's trained into them in order to make a better experience for their people. Um, but you also need to cook the chicken. You need to cut the fries and 
cook the fries and you have to put salt on the fries or else they're worthless. Um, I love salt. So there's your, and then you have a feedback loop, which is your customers. And we've said this, like it could be customer surveys. It could be um, profit and loss statements at the end. Like, are we making money? Are we not? So there's all these things that would, would tell you you know, whether your product or your service is desirable. Okay, so here's the big thing. This is the, this is the aha moment for me. You can't just change your output. Your, your feedback loop informs your inputs or your transformational processes to create better outputs. You can't just willpower a better chicken sandwich. Um, you either have to get better ingredients, Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza, but also, you could burn the crap out of those better ingredients and you would not get better pizza. Right. <laughs> so, so it might not be your ingredients. It might be the way that you're transforming them. This is why I absolutely love watching cooking shows. Because chefs take the same ingredients that somebody else took, but the way that they transform them, like the, the different ingredients, the way that they cooked them, the way that they presented them, makes for a better output. And so, when I learned that... Uh, in 2014, immediately something clicked with me and it was like, I think there's something missing in this idea of spiritual formation. And I, and I don't, I don't want it to like be so practical, like, you know, this plus this equals this, like this is just the way there is a mystery about the Holy spirit and about the way God works. But I also think there is this practical, um, component to spiritual formation that I think has been missing in the church for a long, long time. And I know that's a big statement and I don't, but I don't think I'm the only one that has thought that, but I just, but it's something that I don't think that the church or that we talk about very much. Yeah. I think a lot of people, I, I have friends, I myself have felt this of, you know, you go through the motions and you are going to church and you, you, you say that you're a Jesus follower, but then you learn something new on Sunday or you read something. And then a few days later, it's like, you've just gone exactly back to who you were yeah. and six months down the road, you're the same person that you've always been. And so you can try to put things and implement things that you've learned to become a new person, but it's like, how does that change actually happen and sustain itself versus just being changed for but a yeah. moment, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, this is like the physical thing of, uh, well, not to go back to weight, but like, I ate a salad this week. Why am I still? <laughs> <laughs> I looked at greens. Come on. <laughs> right. But I still absolutely love chips. Um, so I've, I've, I've experienced that. That's been a lifelong journey. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the feedback loop is really interesting to me because you talked about like an open or a closed system. And I think just like an organization, we can be open or closed systems of if we are closed off, sometimes we'll get uninvited feedback, right? Where we didn't necessarily ask for it, Yes. but people will still give it. But, but I think that's like a posture of our heart and of our mind and of our spirit to be open to that feedback to actually have lasting change. Cause I think a lot of times some people will speak that feedback into us and we're not open to that. And so that can result in us just staying the same as well. Yeah, totally. Did you want me to go further with that? No, I think that's great. Um, I had mentioned a little bit earlier, like intentional versus unintentional change. And Ooh, um, you yes. kind of went into the process that you had learned about, but did you want to say anything about that? Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, unintentional and intentional. I think one of the best ways I've I, I could talk about this is so I just had a birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. And because of this birthday, uh, I got a call from my doctor's office and they said it's time for your annual checkup oh boy right so uh this is a good thing though so this is preventative so i'm supposed to go in for an annual checkup they are going to the very first thing nurse debbie is going to check my vitals and it doesn't matter how much i suck in or if i wear like you know, spanks for guys. <laughs> and, uh, the the weight, the number on the scale, when I stand on that, it, it is what it is. And I can't fake my cholesterol levels. I can't fake my blood pressure. She's going to tell me where I am right now. And then Dr. Scalehouse will come in. And she's fantastic. If you're looking for a doctor, I mean, she's amazing. I don't know if she's taking new patients because she's got a ton. It's really difficult. What do you... I'm just saying that was not, we were not paid for that promotion. <laughs> that was just a free plug. Free plug. For Trevor's doctor. Uh, so, so she'll talk to me about some other things. She'll poke and prod and check eyes and check ears and all that stuff. She's, she, what she's not going to do is go, okay, now you know what your numbers are. Um, you're good. You're good to go. Right. Now that you know, you're good to go. I didn't even try I to rhyme. To it just rhyme. happened. Yeah. Uh, she is going to talk to me about my eating habits and she's going to talk to me about my exercise routine or the lack thereof. And we're going to make a plan for me to be better, to eat more fruits and vegetables and to walk and run more. And it's like cyclical. Like one of the things, my knee hurts all the time. So I don't want to run very much. Guess why my knee hurts a lot? It's because of my weight. So if I could get that down, like everything would just start to be better. But I am going to have to be intentional. She's going to talk to me about that. Be intentional about uh, changing your habits and, and your routines. How I got into this mess is I was unintentional. Mm. Um, it, listen, life is difficult. Uh, it can be busy. We've got two kids uh, we just started, like Jamie is a teacher, but she just started again, which her life is crazy. And so honestly, um, that fast food restaurant is just a little bit easier. And, you know, making good food sometimes takes a lot of time. So we're going to eat mac and cheese again. Mac and cheese is really good. Really? <laughs> Especially if you add... You add dogs. some stuff. <laughs> yes. Oh man, now I want that. Me too. Okay. Um, so that's being unintentional. And I don't wake up every single day and I just think, you know what? I'm going to intentionally ruin my health today. Right. It's just something that I do. And and so I do I think that, you know, change is inevitable. Uh Heraclitus or early Greek Greek ancient Greek philosopher, he said, the only constant in life is change. Mm. And I totally believe that. But I also think that change could either be intentional or unintentional. And I want to be intentional about it. Yeah. Um, I also, so thinking about, I don't know if you want to interject at all right now. No, I'm just, you're basically saying that no matter what, as we go through life, we're changed by the influences and things around us. And so that can either be an intentional decision or it can just happen to us. Yes. I really okay. believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, if, if we're 
I, obviously we're talking about spiritual formation at some point. And so I think that the, the apostle Paul, the writer of most of the new Testament, um, outside of the gospels, I, I think he totally gets this. There's so much instruction in scripture from Jesus and from Paul. I mean, Jesus sermon on the Mount, uh, a lot of it isn't necessarily like instruction. He's like, just, it's just like truth drops all over the place. Like here's the way the world works, you know, and you can either go with the grain of, of the world, uh, the way that it was created, or you can go against it, but here's, what's going to happen if you go against it. Paul's the same way. And so in Romans in, in chapter 12, he says, he's saying a lot of things and he's kind of obviously the way that, that everybody writes, there's a stream of thought but he's basically saying, this is how good God is. And this is what God will do for us. And, and in view of all of that, and in view of God's mercy, um, brothers and sisters, I urge you to present your bodies as spiritual sacrifices. This is your true act of worship. And then he says, do not conform any longer to the patterns and the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I, when I read that, and especially as I've been going through this idea of, of spiritual formation and being intentional or unintentional, that conformity part just screams unintentional to me. Mm. Like you're conforming. It's unintentional. You don't know that you're necessarily doing it. There's just patterns in those ways of this world. Your family of origin, your school, your job, your, I mean, whatever city you live in, like all these things are kind of systems, they're cultures and they have norms and we assimilate to them. We, uh, we, we conform to them. What, what he's saying though, then is be intentional, be like, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I, I just, I think there's something here uh, for us. I think it's big. I think it's a big idea. Yeah, totally. I, and I, as I'm listening to you share about this, it's so easy to be inspired and like, wow, Trevor, that's so great. Like, yes, sign me up, click of the button. What do I do? And, and I think practically just bringing us back to realistically, like, honestly, like how, how do we do this? How do we, how do we look at ourselves and make this change that is lasting? And, and that's what we've been talking about the whole time. But I'm just, I'm an action-based person. Yes. I'm practical. So I'm like, <laughs> give me the next steps, you know? Okay. So going back to the open system of organization. Yeah. In that inputs, transformation, outputs, feedback loop. Okay. You talked a little bit about like that feedback loop already, like self-awareness, yeah. I guess. Right. If you remember, you can't willpower or think just a different output. Like you can't just willpower a different output. And it's the same thing going back to my doctor. Okay, so now you know about all your levels. You can't just willpower yourself into having better cholesterol (laughs) levels. It doesn't work that way. What do you have to do? You have to either change your inputs or change your transformational processes. I'm either going to have to eat different foods with, with, that are calorically less dense, or I'm going to have to move more. I'm going to have to burn more calories, right? There's something that if I want my weight to be different, I, th- I think it is the same thing with our spiritual lives. We want to be more loving. We want to be more like Jesus, but we just think that willpower is going to make that happen. Or if now that I know, 
now that I know that I'm not loving, I'm just going to be more loving tomorrow. Right. Well, I wasn't patient with my kids. You know what? Tomorrow, I'm going to be patient with my kids. Well, that's actually insanity. It's like <laughs> doing the same things and expecting, expecting different, different results. results. Yeah. Okay. I, but before I talk about, I want to be really clear about this. I am not talking about gaining God's grace or love, like earning love or grace. Uh. That's the That's the one thing I don't want because technically that's not an output that was given to us i think that that's free um that we accept that or we don't accept it yeah so we're doing these things as a response of loving and following jesus not because it's required in order to have a relationship with jesus or anything like that i i for sure if depending on your faith background this is this could be difficult to like this could seem like a works-based grace um, or this could be like earning again, like earning God's favor or love or something like that. That that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what does it look like to actually be transformed in to become Christ-like. Yeah. Um, and so some people would say like, well, what, like, you know, I, I prayed a prayer. Um, I go to church, like it should just happen. That, that actually is part of it. Um, here, so, okay, so take that open system of organization and then flip it into a, a spiritual, intentional um, formation tool. So we've got inputs, transformational processes, outputs, and a feedback loop. If you remember, you always start with the output right. first. So here's what I would want to do. If we were, like, if this was a, a website or a diagram or something like that, you have your full thing, but first start with the output. What is the output for a quote-unquote Christian or a disciple or a, of Jesus or a follower of Jesus? Mm-hmm. What is that? What is our product or service? Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's love. And, and again, this is probably why we talked with Josh Williams and we've been talking about, well, what is love? What does it look right, like? Right. Is it agape? Is it storge? Is it phileo? Is it eros? It's all those things. I think that the Apostle Paul not only helped us understand the difference between intentional and unintentional, but also helped us with this understanding of love. And he gave us two lists in Galatians 5. Uh, verse, verses 22 and 23 just straight up says, here's the fruit of the spirit, right? It's love, it's joy, it's peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And in first Corinthians, which is the love chapter, he says, here's what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It's not self-seeking. It doesn't keep a record of wrongs. It doesn't delight in evil. It rejoices in the truth. Um, I, so in coming up with some sort of a tool to help us, I've taken those two lists and like put them together. And f- for instance, like the fruit of the spirit, love, uh, it's love, joy, peace, patience, and kindness. So remember those two patience and kindness. Well, in first Corinthians, he says, love is patient. Love is kind. Okay. So those are, those are not wiped out Overlapped. <laughs> where they're overlapped. Yeah. And, and so Based off of those, I think that there is a list of, and and I want to say this too, this is more like practical poetry for me. So this isn't like an exhaustive list, but I, what I tried to do 
in coming up with this tool is to give us these different expressions of love, like to list these out just for us to like examine our lives and to say, cause some of us have like a natural tendency to be patient. Like for whatever reason, right. they don't get annoyed. My husband. Yeah. Jared yeah. is like yeah. this. He, and, and he's gentle, Yes. right? Like he's just got this gentle nature, but there may be other parts of this list that, that are a little bit more difficult for him. Absolutely. You don't have to name them. Um, <laughs> let's just talk about the positives. Um, but yeah, like for me, uh, or, or I know of a friend who just is a gift giver, like generosity is their thing. We just had dinner with some people last night. Hospitality is like second nature for yeah. her, you know? And so, but why, this is why I, th- why I say love is dynamic it, it love is somewhat like the expression of love is often dependent upon the the experience or the situation that you're in. Right. The, well, right. That's what I was thinking. And I don't know whether you agree with this or not, but I think that love, it can look so different to each person. Right. Yeah. And, and in each scenario or circumstance, it's going to be different. And that's why personally, I think outputs and feedback actually does have a connection because if we don't have that feedback from whether that's the Holy Spirit or whether that's people pouring into our lives or whatever that is, like sometimes we may think that we're maybe having these outputs of love, but unless we have that open feedback loop, right, then sometimes maybe those aren't actually our outputs. So I think with the outputs as scary and as vulnerable as that is, like we have to be honest and open with ourselves. And I think that's a process. I don't think anybody has that nailed right, down. Right. Well, and that's the thing that I love about my doctor is she is going to be honest with me. It doesn't her no good to just fake a number for me. Right. Because she cares about life for me. Like she cares about my health. And so I think that's the same thing. If we're, if we're going to be, if we want to actually be like Jesus, one of the first things we can do is be honest with ourselves in a, some sort of a self-evaluation. Yeah. So like for me, that list that we put together, it is like the fruit of the spirit there, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Add to that the things that were maybe left off to of that list that you would get from 1 Corinthians are things like contentment, humility, mm. compassion, and forgiveness. Yeah. So you take that whole list, and, and so those are supposed to be your outputs. Okay, but I can't just all of us like willpower myself to be more patient. I could fake it, maybe. I could fake it for a while, but eventually, like who I am on the inside is gonna come out. Right. <laughs> it it just is. So so now after those outputs, then you would move to this feedback loop. Okay, if I if these are well, first of all, is this my output? Because I like what you just said. Like Chick-fil-A. I think we have great chicken sandwiches, but nobody's coming to our restaurant. Right. Well, that's actually opposite. People are in droves yeah. <laughs> to Chick-fil-A. They, yeah. they didn't invent it, but they perfected it for sure. Uh, Wendy's, on the other hand, you guys might want to. <laughs> wow. I feel like you just took a stance. We might, we might lose some listeners uh, over that. Wendy's fries are actually really, really Wendy's good. Wendy's has fresh patties, I'm pretty sure. I don't think they ever freeze their That's meat. That's true. Yeah. And so, Arby's has the meat, so... Ugh. Okay. Let's keep talking about fast food. That's really okay. conducive. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so, so in our spiritual lives, okay, we need feedback loops. Yeah. And the first one I see would be self-evaluation. If you can be a self-aware person, that would be great. Um, I, I, I wish that was the case. So 
then after that comes community evaluation, which you talked about, and it's either invited <laughs> or often it's uninvited. Right. <laughs> um, but if you could be intentional about that, this is where I still want to talk with, um, there's a counseling center at Tree City, and I've got a really good relationship with a couple of counselors and Dr. Bell Heckram. So we're still talking with them about, I don't think that it's just healthy to just go to a, a, a person, just a, not a random person, but just anybody and just go, Hey, talk to me about my outputs. Is this the list? Like, do I exude all of these, these character traits or whatever you want to call them? These expressions of love. Uh, you could be setting yourself up for some tension right. with a person. If it's not somebody that you trust and somebody who's going to be honest with you, same way with my doctor, my wife will be very honest with me, but if she's not telling the truth in love, which is another, um, another, uh, instruction from Jesus and from Paul that we could have some issues, but because I know that she loves me and she wants the best for me, same thing with Patrick, same thing with my friend, Tony. Um, these are three people that have access to me in a different way. So there's the community evaluation that I need from them. Unfortunately for, well, we already talked about this another feedback loop is natural consequences. Right. This is the thing that I am. I don't want to, I don't know if I'm most interested in as far as the feedback loop, but it's the thing that makes me the most sad. The, if we could say that the, our output is love, I think the opposite of that is selfishness and selfishness has natural consequences. Right. And sometimes those consequences, most of the time they are broken relationships. And I'm not saying that they can never be repaired, um, that there's, that there's no hope for anything like that. But oftentimes the damage can be so overwhelming and so, um, destructive that it's really difficult to get those relationships back or even back to the same. Um, so sin has consequences and selfishness has consequences. And so those natural consequences should be a feedback loop. But for so many people, we kind of function as a closed system where we don't listen to that. Right. It's the other person's fault. Um, the situation, you know, like we can be victims or we can be whatever. But I think that those natural consequences are a feedback loop, um, that we should listen to. And hopefully those are a last resort. Hopefully the self-evaluation and the community evaluation helps us have better inputs and better transformation processes so that we actually do have the output that we right, want. Right, right. Because <laughs> broken relationships, I mean, that's part of the feedback loop, but also that can be just a, a consequence of of our lack of spiritual formation. So yeah. if we're analyzing our outputs and we're not we're not showing love, joy, peace, all of these things, then that can result in broken relationships. So I really feel like this tool, Trevor, that you've worked on is not only helpful for our spiritual formation for the sake of ourselves and our relationship with Jesus and our unity with, with the spirit, but also right with the, the relationships of those around us and how we impact the world. It's, uh, Jesus says in John 10, 10, I came to give life and give it to the full. This is part of that thing that I think that he wants for us that is, and if you even think about that with what's the most important command, love God and love others, it's for healthy relationships, yeah. every single relationship that you could have. But quite often it starts with us. 
Yeah. I think a lot of times where this could be better if that person wasn't so right. right. <laughs> this, 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 this. Um, but we can't control them. Like we can, we can control ourselves. But this is where it gets a little interesting. We can't just control our outputs. Again, I think you can fake it for a little bit. But who you truly are. Um, is not just your behaviors. It's also your attitudes and your thought life. Yeah. Right. And when those connect, you know, that's when I think you see some authenticity and you could be authentic, authentically selfish or authentically loving. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. I think, I think it's so interesting that you, you took a like process and model. I just think it displays the nerd in you that, (laughs) that you took this, you learned this years ago in business school and that you were like, you know what, this can be a tool for spiritual formation. And so really, as we're diving into this today, we just talked about outputs and feedback. Um, but I, I have a question for you. Yeah. Because right now, really, we've been talking about this as far as Jesus followers are concerned, right? Yeah. We love and follow Jesus, and so this is a tool. But what about for our listeners that don't identify as followers of Jesus, that maybe yeah. don't identify um, with any sort of religion or anything like that? Like, why is this still important? Uh, I've had an interesting life and I, I, I said, I've always been involved in a church, but I've also had some, I think my time as a valet, uh, I spent, I spent about 11 years in Nashville pursuing music, but the first four I worked as a valet to, that was the most conducive job to, um, trying to pursue a a music career. The, the conversations that I had with people of all different um, religious backgrounds and and w- perspectives and, and worldviews, whatever. It was it was really really cool. And I remember having this conversation with a couple people, saying, "Whether you believe in Jesus or not, um, look look at these two lists. Honestly, Galatians and First Corinthians have been." Just, I think that all of the Bible is authoritative. I think that there are some really, really important um, passages that I, I think that we should, that they should just be ingrained in, in Christ followers. And so these are two, and I've talked to them about, can you imagine your life? And, and it's not everybody, but maybe let, like, just think about your family or your closest friends and imagine a world where all of your relationships with the, with the people that are closest to you, if you could describe them as loving and joyful and peaceful and, and patient and kind, like go through and self-controlled and content, humble, compassionate, that is ideal. Like that, I, I think every single person can get on board with the idea that I, I want my life and my relationships to be better. Like none of us are looking for strife or tension or conflict. I, I, maybe, maybe some healthy eights are looking for some conflict, but they're doing it for the sake of relationship, right? right? They're not doing it for the sake of driving people away. And so I think that's the thing. If you, if you don't believe in Jesus, I, I know of a, a bunch of different reasons why you wouldn't, um, the claims that are made, and and really, truly, too, you can't flatten Christianity to just one thought, one big idea, or whatever like that. There's so many versions and streams of it yeah. that, depending on 
where you, how you grew up and how you were introduced to Jesus, like there's, there's a, there's a number of reasons why you wouldn't believe. And I totally get that. I just think that this based off of the teachings of Jesus, the gospels and, and, and the teachings of Paul, this is, this is the life that, that they, that, that God quite honestly, like promises, but um, you know me, I don't love when people make promises for God, but John 15, uh, Jesus is in the upper room and he's talking with his disciples and he is saying like, you guys, if you abide in me as I abide in the father, you will produce fruit. This, you will produce love. Um, but it doesn't come just from you. It comes with you adopting my lifestyle. Like you've been with me for three years. You've heard what I've taught. You've seen what I've done. You've experienced how I've interacted with the, with the woman at the well who we're not supposed to talk with. Right. You've, you've seen me eat with tax collectors and sinners. I love how they separate those two. Man, tax collectors <laughs> were really not thought of well. Um, they're their own breed. But like you've seen how I've conducted myself with Pharisees. And it's not just all of the times that I've, I've called them snakes or whatever. It's that I've eaten with them. So you've seen that. This is the life that, that you can have. And quite honestly, Christianity, when you think about it, should not have made it out of the first century. But I think it's because people adopted a way of life. They adopted a lifestyle. And it was so appealing. And it was so um, intriguing and irresistible that this is why it lasted. Yeah. But somewhere along the line, it has turned into like what you know and what you believe but not necessarily about this output of love. And quite honestly, I don't know if you were expecting this long of an answer. (laughs) I never am. If you have an issue with the church, if you are outside of the church, you want nothing to do with it, I get, I'm betting it's because the church didn't look like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and all of this, and contentment, humility, and compassion, and forgiveness. Right. I bet it didn't look like Jesus. And that's unfortunate, yeah. but that's why I'm so passionate about this because I believe that Christ followers, Paul's saying this, like, this is the fruit of the spirit. If the Holy Spirit is an active in your life, which we haven't really talked about, like, again, we can't willpower this. So what do we do to become like this? Well, Paul says it, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice. Jesus said, abide. Paul later says, walk in step with the spirit. Um, be guided by the spirit. There is a, there is a God. There's this mysterious work of God in our lives to transform us, but there's, it comes with human intentionality of, of what we would call spiritual practices, which are community and fasting and generosity and hospitality and prayer and Sabbath and scripture and simplicity and solitude. So my guess is if Christians aren't showing love I, I would venture to say that they have either the wrong inputs or, or the wrong or no uh, transformation processes, which are spiritual practices, Yeah. which I think we'll get into later. Yeah. Next week or next podcast in two weeks that drops. I know yeah. you guys are going to get into the inputs and the transformation yeah. part. Um, but I just think that the outputs that it's so interesting. And I, as I'm looking at this list, I'm thinking of the people in my life that have shown these characteristics and continue to, and man, they're the people that I want to be around the most. Yeah. The people that I look up to, that I, that I, that I want to be impacted and influenced by. And so I think that really a next step 
because again, I'm a next step person. Yeah. I think before the next podcast drops, like I really want to be intentional about looking inwardly mm-hmm. and analyzing like, am I love? Am I joy? Am I peace? Am I patience? Like, am I all these things? Not just when I'm at my best, right? But right. especially when I'm at my worst or when I'm interacting with people that I don't know, or, um, that's when something's gone wrong in my day, like, am I still able to show these fruit of the spirit, um, as an output? And I, I think honestly, that's going to be hard. And for all of us, maybe if we analyze ourselves, that's it's not, not gonna easy, be easy to hear the bad numbers from your doctor to say, right. you're about to die, except that I'm so grateful. Yeah. Uh, because the consequences could be horrible. Right. And I would like to curve those. Curve? Curb. 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 Yeah. Um, So, yeah, same way. Like, I know this is really difficult. And every time I do this, I'm like, why am I not there yet? Right. And yet, if I don't do this, I'm going to end up conforming into something that doesn't look anything close to this. Yeah. And that's worse. Yeah. That's worse. So I'd rather... I'd rather know the hard truth and be able to do something about it than to just be aimlessly going a different way. Yeah. And I think that's why I get why we're starting with the inputs and the feedback so that we can start that process. And then again, like we said, in a couple of weeks, we'll be coming back talking more about the inputs and the transformation and being able to see the full model yes. to have those practical next steps of spiritually intentional formation. Yes. That's so good. Well, our next episode drops on the 19th. Um, Trevor, thanks for being here today and for sharing about this crazy, awesome idea and model that you've had on your heart for the past, gosh, what, eight years? Yeah, yes. Um, And I'll give you some uh, hopefully invited community evaluation. You're a great host. Hey, thanks. You you ask great questions, so thanks for doing this. Well, I've had a blast. I I really, Midtown is just so close to my heart and like Jared and I both, my husband and I both, it's so important that we are constantly becoming better versions of ourselves. Yeah. And it's such a relief to finally have something that um, we really feel like can can help us become better followers of Jesus and not just yeah. not just for a day or two, but sustainably. And, and I think that starts with a self-evaluation. So yeah. thanks for this model. Hey, um, normally like we would cut and then I would just do like a little outro or whatever, but you're such a better... <laughs> communication uh, director Um, we we have switched a little bit look so our schedule is much more uh, consistent it is very consistent yeah Yeah. so honestly if if you're looking for a community to be involved with what we're talking about right now is is what we're about yeah Um, it's about being the best versions of ourselves and about becoming the type of people that will be committed to helping other people become the best versions of themselves. And that doesn't usually come, that doesn't come from condemnation or from judgment or anything like that. Uh, It comes through love and humility and compassion. And so that's diversity and diversity, different perspectives. We all have something to bring to the table. So um, it, the, our, our community is called Midtown and we meet at Tree City Church uh, right now, they're they're helping us get on to our feet uh, until we have a, our own place, and and so I know it's a church building, but man, it, just come and 
and check us out. Yeah, every week looks a little different, but the people and the love that um, and warmth that we have for each other it never changes. And yeah. so we're, we meet every Sunday at 4 p.m. upstairs at Tree City Church. And, in Boise, uh, Idaho. In Boise, <laughs> Idaho. So, I mean, you can always move here. Everyone's moving here. Yeah. You can be one of those if you're listening <laughs> from a different state. And um, we totally get to, if you want to check us out from a distance, go to the website, www.midtownchurch.us. Yeah, and I want to say, too, listen, part of a podcast is having conversations with people with different perspectives. And so um, Trevor and I don't always agree on things, but we also just love receiving questions. So if you disagree with a part of this podcast, please speak up. If you have questions about other topics, any topic revolving around faith or the Bible or Jesus or whatever. Or the giants or the mariners. Yeah. Baseball. We love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can go to our website and click on the resources tab and you'll be able to check out our podcast page. And it's got a form there that's super easy and simple for you to fill out so that we can receive your questions and even use them on future podcasts. Trevor. Awesome. Thanks for being here. You guys, please share this podcast with someone who you think would appreciate it. Let's start some really crucial, interesting conversations, and we will see you in a couple of weeks.